right, we good. God Almighty, dude. So these playoffs have been terrible, in my opinion. Really? I mean, I think that. Well, one, you did excellent on the picks. Uh, yeah. Definitely got to give credit where that's due. I don't think. How many games did you get wrong? One. Um, I got the Bears. The Bears game wrong. Um, let me pull it up. And probably Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah. I picked Seattle. Um, over the Rams. But other than that, I mean, it was. You even said it, it was super easy to pick for the most part. So I had um. I had. Seattle wrong in the Chicago game, but then other than that, like I got the final four teams right. So did you. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we both really... have the same Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I have the Packers. I had them winning. Uh, did you? Do I put the wrong thing up then? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, I have you having KC. I def- no, I, I definitely picked the Packers because um, I said Rodgers was going to. He's the only person in recent memory that's won MVP and has won the Super Bowl, so I figured he would oh, keep yeah. that up. Dude, I mean, did you see the call yesterday in Green no. Bay? No, no, game me through it. What happened? Oh, my goodness. I mean, well, dude, Tom Brady played like shit, basically, except for the last drive of the second quarter. Um, yep. Kept giving them the ball, giving them the ball. He had like three picks and seven throws in the third and fourth quarter, and then mm-hmm. – do you know about the bonehead? Um, like they they kicked a field goal down by eight with two minutes left. No, who did who did that? Green Bay. The Packers. So basically, it's fourth and goal. Packers are down by eight. There's about two minutes ten seconds left. They decide to kick a field goal to make it a five point game and trust their defense, which is ridiculous to do. Because right. if you miss it there, you could you know just hopefully stop them again and then get another shot at eight points with some time left on the clock. So basically they kicked the field goal, gave the Bucks the ball. It was a really sloppy two minutes of football. And then there was a, they weren't calling pass interferences the whole game, but it's like third and eight. I think this throw that Brady made, I don't think this dude would have caught it, but he got held and they called it. And that is essentially what ended the game. Really? Uh, them calling defensive holding or pass interference. And, uh, Yes, it was, it was just rough to see. Um, but, like, I don't know. I feel like most of these games really do come down to officiating, and I feel like they got to love that. They can literally control any close game. Right. It's, Dude, it's ridiculous sometimes, but it is what it is. It's just the nature of the game. Even in the, the Buffalo and um Chiefs game, like, towards the end, it got a little chippy, and – the fact that they were able to have all those penalties just randomly offset, even though the Bills should have lost like what twenty something yards based off that, like it, it definitely comes down to it. It comes down to officiating, and unfortunately for Drew Brees, he got like the shit end of the stick two years in a row, and then um went went home kind of like I always say they went home early this year. People were thinking that they could they could make a run, but um yeah, I yeah. wasn't hundred percent in the Saints like I was the Packers, right. And Michael Thomas just – I think he's probably had one of the biggest declines in a year. Like, he was – I think last year he, what, broke that record for reception, and this year he was MIA. Mm-hmm. Like, just got – I mean, he was hurt for a good amount yeah. of it. But he, he was hurt, and then they didn't bring him back because he was fighting corners and stuff, and they called him right. a plant boy. That's <laughs> great. That's... My dad swears he looks like Sideshow Bob, yo. He does. He does. Yeah. He, he looks like um... – 
Well, he looked like this dude that I knew in the Air Force. You wouldn't know who he was, so a good analogy. Um, All right. So AFC ended up exactly how we thought. I put 300 bucks on the Chiefs last night. Uh, last Did you? second. Money in line, yeah. Oh, shit. One, I had two, money two. on um, Josh Allen and Mahomes to both throw three touchdowns. And then that last drive, like I thought Mahomes, uh, not Mahomes, I thought Allen was going to do it after he got the onside kick. And he fucked me over, dude. I was so irritated. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought Buffalo would be able to hang with him, but that's what, two two years in a row, I guess you could say, that the Kansas City defense showed up when it needed to. Like, they've mm-hmm. they've been, like, middle to bottom of the pack in the regular season every year they've had Mahomes and then just show up when they need to. But, yeah, yeah, they've been uh, they've been pretty consistent, I'd say, this year. At least, like, yeah. they don't fuck them close games and right what is it mahomes has only lost like five games as a starter or something yeah he he has like every insane statistic of all time oh man yeah it's uh i don't see anybody stopping them at least this year and next year um so you're taking them in the super bowl honestly Dude, I've been going against Tom Brady for 20 years, and I'm kind of <laughs> sick of Tom Brady. So I might end up picking them just because I want him to lose, I guess. Um, oh, shit. Reverse but psychology. Actually, every time I say, you know, Brady can't do this, or just the general media, or the media in general, whenever they pick against Brady, he usually wins. Right. Um, but KC definitely more complete. I, I, I just can't see Bruce Arians. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. I just can't see Bruce Arians like holding the Lombardi. That's just me. Could, I know he's a could temple you guy too. But. I didn't know he was a temple guy until like recently. I never really realized that we don't claim him. But um well they did today. They put up a temple made thing on Twitter, like you can't you can't go to Super Bowls unless you're temple made. Like who's the last guy from Temple who's played in the Super Bowl? Brandon McManus in Super Bowl fifty. <laughs> but Jesus. I, I don't know. I put money on because because I feel like a lot of money is going to go in on um the Bucks. I put it in last night. I'm picking them just because I want to see the home team win, like the home team playing at home in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. But I think I think Mahomes is going to get it done. That would that would have to be the best start to a career, in my opinion. If he has two Super Bowls and MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. Well, when Brady started. I'm pretty sure he came in the playoffs, won a Super Bowl, and then they won. Or they missed. They had a gap year, and then they won two more. But do you? So that that's what everybody's saying. I I could see that for sure. But don't you think that at that point, like Mahomes does more for the Chiefs now than Brady did for the Patriots at that point? Yeah, a hundred percent. You could just tell by like raw talent, like. He's far superior than he was at that point in his career. Um, right. I think the only thing that could slow him down right now is if there's somehow somebody better than him in the league, or, or he gets injured. But he just yeah. he makes it look so easy every time he goes out there. It's it's really incredible to see. Just like every yeah. third down, like <laughs> just contorting his He's body insane. in all these ways. Sometimes it seems like too much, you know. Like right. Maybe do a little less, but. I mean, he makes it work. It's just an unbelievable thing to see. And it's kind of a shame that Andy Reid's about to win, like, four Super Bowls with a different yep. team. But that's the life of being an Eagles fan. Uh, 
Now, do I know you had what Rodgers winning MVP before the playoffs started? Yeah. Do yeah. You, do you still have him winning it? I mean, I know it's a regular season award. I think it should be the whole like playoffs. But after mm-hmm. what you've seen, do you still have him winning it? Um, I mean, since they don't consider playoffs, yes. But obviously, Mahomes is is very important to the Chiefs right. and how they click. But you know. Hey, Chad Henning, you got to give him some depth. Yo, dude, I forgot he that, existed. That rollout was – Bry, the Michigan fan, was hyped, dude. <laughs> He's yeah. been waiting for that moment. That was his guy. Like, I love Jake Locker coming out of college. I love I love mm-hmm. that dude. And they went to the Titans. It was absolute horse shit. Chad Henning is Bry's – I remember Locker. you had him on your, your book – was it on your backpack? Yeah, dude. That's, that's my guy. Um oh, Dude, when we did the when we did the um, award picks, we never picked who's your coach of the year. Um, I guess Sean McDermott. Okay, that's that's not a bad one because everybody that that um, Browns Chiefs game was like giving Kevin Stefanski, and I never thought about him as a as a um, coach of the year candidate. I don't know who I would pick. Probably Sean McDermott too. Just the easy one out. But yeah, I mean, th- both divisions are, are kind of tough. I mean, maybe the East isn't as tough as the North, but I just right. feel like the Browns have so much talent, and he kind of uh, got an embarrassment of riches, whereas McDermott's been there for a few years now, kind yep. of just steadily improving, and they finally became like a, a blue chip powerhouse. Like, yeah. yeah, like someone to be feared in the NFL. I think it's, uh, that says a lot about you know, his his work ethic the past couple of years to kind of build up to that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably pick Sean McDermott. All right. Um, so, life as an Eagles fan, you just referenced it. Since the last time we did this shit, we lost a coach. We fired Doug. What's, what's your thoughts on that, on firing Doug? Man. Um, like three weeks later. Yeah, it has been a little while, hasn't it? Um, it it's it's kind of like bittersweet. I, I agree that they kind of do need to go in a different direction. Um, it, it's kind of weird that Doug's not getting any interviews, but I feel like he's probably just going to take a year out of the NFL. I know I've been listening to the radio a lot because it's been mm-hmm. a crazy couple of weeks trying right. to get other opinions. And uh, I, I feel like maybe, like, again, Doug's probably just going to take a gap year, and that's why he's not, like, being coveted as a head coaching hire. And yep. You know, um, it, it was a tough season. Someone had to take a fall for it. I think it was the plan kind of all along with Doug, at least. Okay. Give him more of a, a yes man in there, which I guess they got. I don't know really much about the dude that we hired, Sirianni. Um, right. But I just hope our offense can, you know, get back to at least being top 10 in the NFL. I think it would be nice to see. So. I don't know. I'm just kind of all over the place with it right now. I can't really formulate an opinion other than I think it was kind of time to part ways with Doug. Now, what about the timing in the hiring process? Because a lot of people here were upset that we kind of held on to him a week, like that first week where we still had Doug as our coach, and it was like, are we going to fire him or are we going to get rid of Carson, whatever? That's when a lot of the hot commodities, like we didn't get to interview really um, the guy from – 
Sam Fran, all the big name hires other than Biennemi that mm-hmm. I think we were trying to interview, but you can't until like we missed that window too. So we have to wait until they're out of playoffs to interview them. What'd you think of the timing? Yeah. So, I mean, that timing would definitely say otherwise as they didn't plan to fire Doug until they had their meetings. Um, man, it's just, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. It sucks that they didn't really get to interview. Uh, well, I feel like they, I was like getting notifications that they interviewed like millions of people. I, th- I think Dan got interviewed uh, <laughs> two weeks ago for the oh, job. Shit. Um, to anybody yeah, who it wanted it. about like that they're going to miss out on the enemy potentially too. Just like, I, I don't know. I feel like they got to change those rules around because this dude, like he really only has one vacancy now. Right. And then it's and, Houston. And then it's probably where he's going to go. But, like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, now he has, he can either stay in Kansas City and win another Super Bowl next year as an OC or kind of get dicked over. Um, but I guess to, to answer the whole timing with the Eagles thing, um, I probably contradicted myself with that because it was, a, it was a poor time to fire him. They could have done it with two weeks left in the season if they felt that way. Um I don't know why they came out and had that weird meeting with Howie and right. Doug through the press conference. Like, that was just really yep. awkward. And he said something about fingers and toes. or like, Yeah, just... dude. It seems like a clusterfuck in that office. Um, I I was mad at the timing a little bit but when I won it be enemy because we missed that um, window. But he did get a couple calls. And I don't know. Like, me and my dad were talking about it. I don't know if maybe it's him. You know, I've been high on him the whole time. Like, I want it mm-hmm. to go somewhere. Yeah, you but, said it, like, week seven. But, like, if he's getting all this interest and nobody's offering him a job, there there has to be something there, or he doesn't want it. Like, maybe he wants to just stay there, hope Andy Reid retires, and then he inherits Mahomes. But I'm not, I'm not mad at who we got. I don't know much about him. Um, I like this younger, like a, a younger – um coach rather than going for an older guy like the enemy's not that old but he's it's not somebody from that andy Reid tree either um yeah which i like getting away from that a little bit i'm glad it's not some dude like that's the weird thing about getting older and watching football i don't know how many guys i looked up to as a kid that were scrub players that ended up becoming coaches but i just hear names like mike kafka like right. dude from Northwestern, or like <laughs> I remember when we drafted him, I was like, "This dude sucks." Yeah. Now, like you can, you know, talk about being the coach, and then like a lot of former players are are out there now. Now, not Deuce Staley, he's not, he wasn't like a scrub player, but I honestly don't get all the 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 love and like people really pushing for him to be our head coach. I just right. don't think the resume is really there. Dude, he can't even figure out, like, when to cycle in the right running backs. Yeah, like, dude, everybody was, like, high and, like, they had their feelings hurt that it wasn't Deuce Staley. But, like, who else were we going to hire as an offensive coordinator? Like, we really needed – at least our organization, they, they're obviously showing you that they value offense yep. over defense. And that's just kind of like – I mean, they're right in a sense. Um, you know, defense, it's important – it's important to have a pedestrian defense, not a terrible defense. Like, you can right. win with just an okay defense, but obviously the Chiefs are – like, that's the winning formula right now. Have a fucking stud, unstoppable offense. Yep. So I don't think they would have been justified to hire Deuce Staley as a head coach. Like, it's mm-hmm. just 
I don't think that would have worked out at all. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't. It sucks that they're losing him, I guess. And, right. But I just don't get all the saltiness with the fan base right now. Like he's it's that Philly something. loyalty. For some reason, Philadelphia is like, and I, we're super loyal to these people who like bring. I guess you could say bring glory. I don't think Dustaley has like a glory play. Yeah, I th- I think it's the opposite, man. You think? You think about McNabb, how hard he's McNabb got trashed for talking shit on Wentz after everything he did, and now all these reports come out about Wentz and like people just. I don't know. I'm very frustrated with the fan base. Like, cause, like oh, so I don't know I. much about this guy, but I'm gonna give him a shot at least. Everyone's right. saying that. Oh, it's just a sheepish hire. Um, I remember hearing that they were talking to Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really that would have been worst case for me. Him or Jason yeah. Garrett? That, that would have been a fat L. I would have taken Jason Garrett over Josh McDaniels. Honestly. Oh, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I think we're too loyal here, dude. Especially when it when it comes to anybody who had any sort of success. I always felt... Um, that, and you know that I hated McNabb. I always felt that people still wanted Ricky Williams, honestly. And then when you come out, like, Deuce Daly's never come out and bashed Miles Sanders. Like, he came out and bashed, essentially, his... Like, there was the Vic years in there, the Foles years. But Carson was the next franchise quarterback, if you put in there. And then just McNabb coming out and bashing him seemed like a bad look. Whereas, in yeah. hindsight, it seems like he... He may have been right about some of this stuff and like how McNabb got a whole bunch of scrutiny that Wentz didn't necessarily get. I don't know. It is what, but I feel like they want that homegrown type of thing. Like you all, you always say like in the NBA, how you have to go out and buy players. I feel like in the NFL, it's a little bit different and Mm -hmm. having a guy who played here, moved up the coaching ranks, they wanted that, but there's also gotta be some sort of accountability when he can't really do his job, I guess you could say, like, we shouldn't be able to look at the running back and say, oh, Boston Scott should be in on a third and one over mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, who's going to try to bounce to the outside every time. Like, just some of his decision-making, if that was on him, we don't know. But, like, yeah, it's it's just weird, you know? I, what I'm saying is, like, what made him qualified in fans' eyes other than he's been here for a while? Because he didn't right. seem qualified to me. He just seemed like a guy – that wanted to get back into the organization. They let him work his way up. And this is kind of where he is. I feel like that might be his ceiling. Like, I don't know what his offensive play calling capabilities would be. I'd imagine it'd be something like John Gruden run the ball three times and then just, you know, so that would have been a little bit frustrating. That'd be too much run. Like we don't need that. We need a healthy balance that makes sense. So I think bringing in a younger guy, that's been in a bunch, a couple of successful offenses. I know his resume is with the Chargers when they had like maybe one or two good years as an offensive yep. coordinator. Uh, he was obviously in Indy, and then he was somewhere else uh, um, in between have, the two. He was with well, the Chiefs. He was with the Chiefs. Um, I have his resume right here. Hold on, let me pull it up. So he was with the Colts from 2018 to 2020, and then he was with the Chargers from 2014 to 2017. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he when he was with the Chiefs before, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was with them. Yeah, so it said he spent three seasons as Chiefs assistant coach, five seasons with the Chargers, and the past three with the Colts. 
And every, like, so the Chargers stopped, their offense was ascending. And then the thing that I really like is he was there working very closely with Andrew Luck, apparently, in Andrew Luck's bounce back year, where it was like, okay, it looks like the Colts can go to the Super Bowl. And he's an MVP. Like, remember mm-hmm. that one year when Luck was hurt and just like throwing terrible interceptions, kind of like Wentz, only without yeah. the hurt? Like, that next year, this guy was basically like John Filippo was here with mm-hmm. um, Andrew Luck. So I'm not mad at somebody who's going to take that time. I don't know if he can as a head coach. Like, when you're just an assistant coach, you can be yeah. more hands-on. But um, I like it. Yeah, I, I like uh, some of the staff he's brought in, too. They brought in the Colts' uh, DB coach yep. to be uh, defensive coordinator. Gannon's his name, last name. Yeah, like, that um, That sounds like a philly like defensive coordinator name. <laughs> right. Um, dude, that's where Rich Gannon went to St. Cecilia's. But that's another point. Um, that's so I'm guy. glad that we're probably not going to have any more stick defense. Right. I'm really Hopefully. Thinking, dude, uh, that shit make me vomit like <laughs> three times a game. Uh, it just made no sense to me. But it's whatever. It's Jim Schwartz. He's on the you know greener pastures. He's not dead. Yeah. But I'm sure he'll... Stay healthy. Something will happen. Like, a lot of these guys, man, they just hang around until they're 60 or 70 somehow. Uh, right. Just, just get vacancies. But we'll see. Hopefully, we still got, you know, the same coaches next year, mm-hmm. like, after after the season. Meaning that, uh, you know, it's not a one and complete. done. Yeah, because that, that would be a terrible look. That's what would put us down with – some of the like I think we're a top ten franchise. Yeah, yep. that would put us with the Detroit Lions and oh the my Jags God. and all these other teams, and that's bad company to be in. Um, well, dude, when you bring up Deuce Staley, I, I think of it. I think he thinks of himself in such a high light that he can be a head coach. I think that his ceiling's going to be being like a Matt Patricia. Like I think Matt Patricia could go back and be a solid defensive coordinator, but he's a terrible head coach. Like some mm-hmm. people just aren't made to be head coaches. I think the Deuce could eventually be an offensive yeah. coordinator. I think he's like, apparently he's got a lot of respect in the locker room, which is an important thing as a head coach. But right. I feel like say the Eagles were to have hired him, then they bring in an OC who actually has a really good season. Odds are he's going to get a coaching job somewhere else as a head coach. Yep. And it's just going to be like an endless cycle of changing the offense. And I don't think that's something that they were looking to do. Um, it mm-hmm. didn't make any sense for me to hire Deuce Daily, you know, people just kind of having a hard on for him. Right now, wh- how do you feel about this Sirianni never calling plays before? Um, I don't think it's that important. Okay, um, why? Elaborate. Look, either way, you're still in the room and you're listening to things. Um, and he and he knows football. I know that's that's not nah, like a that, that's a John Gruden ass quote, <laughs> but he's got to. Um, he, he's been around enough brilliant minds uh, in his coaching career. Yep. So I mean, you you tend to just pick up stuff from people that you're around, and even if he's not calling the plays, he's still installing the offenses as coordinator. Right. So he's definitely picked up on things. Um, okay. And then, you know, we'll just see. Like again, I didn't know this dude existed until two weeks ago. So, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad uh, at getting the obscure guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just being optimistic. Uh, right. 
but I, I'm uh, that doesn't worry me that much because I'm sure there's other coaches that we've hired that have had you know worse uh, resumes. Well, do look at like people pointed to and obviously are not comparing um, Sirianni and Mike Tomlin, but when he got the job in Pittsburgh, everybody was like, "Who the fuck is this guy taking mm-hmm. over for Bill Cowher, who brought back winning Super Bowls in?" Pittsburgh, and then he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. Um, but, dude, while we're on coaching and offensive coordinators, what is Byron Leftwich telling Tom Brady on the sideline? Like, we were thinking about that yesterday as the offensive coordinator. Like, what does he say to Tom Brady? He's saying, I look up to you, sir, because he's younger than Tom Brady. <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> Like, it's the most insane thing. I, I feel like, do you think Tom Brady's going to ever do any sort of coaching, or do you think he's just going to ride off into the sunset? I think he's definitely going to take a little bit of time off. Um, that, that's another thing. Um, do you think he'd retire if he won this game, if he, or if he wins in two weeks? That's what I'm, um, I'm, I'm kind of focused on. I, th- I think he will. I think he'll go out on top. Because it's no guarantee that he'll that he'll get back next year. But some people are saying like win or lose, just get into Super Bowl is enough for him. He should retire. Mm. I think that he has to win to retire this year. Yeah, I do. I think he's just too addicted, man. Yeah, I mean, that, he that's has true too. to be to be this good at something. Like he's he's genuinely addicted to it. He's going to be going through it if he loses this year. He's probably going to say, "Well, I'm still healthy." Um, I hardly got touched last year. What's another right. eight months going to be on my body? I take good care of myself. I know, like, he's at, like, just this level of mental mastery that is just, it, it really is astounding. Like, there's no look he hasn't seen in football. 100%. Like, he knows probably every, like, I don't, he's like a disciple of football. It's It's insane. Um, just how much knowledge he has in there. So it would be a shame if he wasn't a coach, but I don't, I don't think he, I don't know. I just don't see him doing that. Maybe that's because he's still playing, but. Right. Um, and with yeah, Brady. I, I, I think he's going to be back, too. But, uh, with Brady, I think that other than, like, he's never been the quarterback that's going to roll out and use his legs. Other than that, he's played the quarterback position basically every way you could play it. Like, mm-hmm. when he first. When he first got into the league for Drew Bledsoe, very game manager, then those years where he had Randy Moss, Aaron Hernandez, and um, Gronk lighting it up 50 touchdowns, and now he's just playing a very old man's game. Like, I'm going to get this ball out quick so you don't have the chance to touch me. Like, it's kind of astounding how he's been able to do that because I thought Peyton Manning would do that, especially after his injury, and then he kind of just went from elite, uh, like super high numbers to just trash. Like, he's the last trash quarterback I've seen play in a Super Bowl, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I feel like with Brady, and those are all good points that you brought up, I feel like he's going to have to get taken away from football. Yep. Like, he's going to have to have, like, an injury or something's going to happen. Like, I don't think he, in his mind, could be like, we just won the Super Bowl this year and I'm 43. He'll be like, why would I go out if I'm still able to perform at this level? Right. Like that's it, what he, he's got to be thinking. So if even if he wins, I feel like he'll be back. But as a, as far as the storybook goes, it'd be a, a great ending. But I don't think 100%. he's concerned about that. I think he needs to go four and twelve, and then he'll retire. See, I think that he's concerned about that just because, like, basically his whole career has been him and Peyton. You know, like that that was the that was the first one. It was. 
him and Rodgers a little bit, but I don't think that anybody ever thought that Brady was a better talent than Rodgers. Yeah. Um, whereas there was legit like talk who was a better player and better winner, him or Peyton at one point. I think that image of Peyton kissing Papa John holding the Lombardi trophy, like I think Tom wants that to just be like, oh, I got seven of them, and look, I still went out on top. So that's why I hope he does. I'm starting to appreciate him a lot more. Um as he gets older. Like, I hate him until the Eagles beat him. Like, I was super bitter. Yeah. And now it's, like, just watching. And he got me the championship. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. He, uh, no, I definitely have always kind of had respect for him. It's just kind of annoying to see because I feel like in every big game, there's either something with officiating that kind of goes in his favor or he never really looks like, I, I feel like he never does, too much to lose a game for a team. Like he never really loses it for them. So I I think that's it. Like when you see like people like Rogers and Mahomes play, like they're doing so much so that their team will win. I feel like Brady is just very smart and he's definitely the, the smartest, most efficient quarterback of all time. Um, And he's got the, the best accolades, but as far as like talent still, I just, you know, it's not there for me. Do 100%. And it's crazy to think that Brady's probably best playoff game. Like, you can say the the 28-3 to comeback against the Falcons. I think that's a great comeback. But I think when you're down 28-3, you're playing with house money. Like, mm-hmm. coming back to that, like, it's, it's great that they did. But his best statistical game was against us in the Super Bowl, 500-something yards, and he lost. He lost. Like, it, yeah. it, it's crazy how – and I don't know. I just always – hated him but then after I, I just started to appreciate him a lot more like i can say i would deliriously say like he's not good like he's it's just bill belichick but now you're saying that like he can win because i'm saying that he's winning in spite of bruce arians like sometimes bruce arians play calls look absolutely stupid mm-hmm. and especially that that no risk it no biscuit so let's just throw it deep every time like there's a reason why Jameis winston went 30 for 30 you know yeah but Shout out to Brady, though. I just want a good yeah, game. Not I don't want that. Dude, he went from he went from a team with possibly the worst weapons in the NFL to one of the most young and promising. And just his name like brought so many veterans there that wanted to play with him. Like, yep. uh, was, was they have Sue now? Like, I didn't even yep. know that. Neither like, did I. Dude. <laughs> Um, they have Sue. Fuck, dude, they he got, got drunk out of retirement for a million dollars, and mm-hmm. like, he hasn't. I don't know where he's at, honestly. Apparently, um, he's hurt. Yeah, I feel like I saw him in there last week, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, but two, two of the best, or not the best, but like probably top ten, top fifteen wide receivers in football. Like, mm-hmm. you think last year he was old as shit, and he was throwing the fucking John Jacoby Goss Myers. And, yeah, like these random ass Enkeel Harry. Right, <laughs> and kill <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, um, dude. It, yeah, it's just nuts. Um, I definitely didn't see them coming to the Super Bowl, but I mean, look, dude, he just tore up the NFC this playoffs, and mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. It really is. And I'm glad, like, he has every narrative I feel going in his favor. Tom Brady, like, you look at him, he's he's essentially he doesn't have that. Big Ben, where nobody talks about it, but Big Ben was accused of rape. Like, Tom Brady's been the ultimate... Like, yeah, they say that he cheats, but if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But this dude finally, like, didn't go 
didn't have the number one seed, didn't have a bye. He had to go through essentially probably, I'm not going to say the gauntlet, but for an NFC championship, I mean, a lot. Of, I don't think it mattered because he's played in cold weather so many times, but going to Lambeau is probably the most daunting that you have to but, do to get to the Super not, Bowl. But though, dude. Like, oh, no, no I, I think so. The, the, like, dude, it was cheers. packed. There were like 8,000 people. Dude, that's a lot during COVID. That's not. Like, the sound, it doesn't propagate. Like, it just is not a factor. This is the first season ever that road teams won more than home teams. So, like, that- you can't really be, like, a, a road warrior you know, mentality. Like, if he was going in hostile territory, like, against the Saints at home with, you know, 70,000, 80,000 people screaming their heads off, like, I, he probably isn't here. He's probably not in the Super Bowl. I mean... Yeah, but what about how he lost to them twice already, yo? Like, he lost to them twice under the same circumstances. Where was they at this time, the Saints? I think the Saints, like... I don't know, man. The Saints were kind of a roller coaster this year. Like you think they played on week one. Obviously, yep. like I'm, I'm not expecting Brady and this brand new team to like right. be excellent. So week one, yeah, it was kind of like, all right, this team's established. They know they have their gimmicks. They're probably gonna win. And the mm-hmm. second time they played, I forget what happened exactly. I think they got like just completely dismantled. They did, but it was kind of one of those ones where like you don't ever want to say that a team gave up a game, but I felt the same way when the Packers lost to the Bucks. Like, it just got out of hand so early that there was no coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got the same feeling in that game. But, um, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I don't know. I just feel like with the the road teams definitely did win a little bit more than usual, but three out of the four teams playing on Championship Sunday hosted home games, you know, the whole time. Until yeah, but I think that's gotta dude. That's just seeding, man. Like you, it's usually one and two seeds that are in the Super Bowl. At least for the past like fifteen years or whatever. Like since the Giants won the Super Bowl, that's what it's been. Um, okay. It, it's just it's nuts. Like kind of the when you think of the conferences as a whole, those top two teams are usually gonna it matters like, make it just based on seeding. Like it's just. It's very clear in the NFL. Like, I know I gave the NBA a lot of shit for having Golden State and Cleveland for, like, five years in a row. Right. But I think that's just because the playoffs as a whole are kind of pointless when there's seven games and you're just so much better than these other teams you're playing. Like, at least in a one-game, like, one-and-done situation, you kind of have a chance to pull out an upset, which is why I appreciate the NFL more. Um but, Where do you rank the home field advantage in um, the NFL, like amongst other sports? Like, do you put oh, it as the highest? As definitely, one hundred and fifty percent. Where, where do I, so? If you rank that in number one, where's like home ice in hockey rank? Um. Hmm. All right. So the way I have to see it is, if, if you're playing. All right, so say Golden State three years ago is playing an eight seed on the road, and right. their fans are hostile and they're going crazy. It's like the Jazz were an eight seed or something. Those okay. fans are going to win the Jazz a game. Okay. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like they're all kind of like hockey and basketball will probably have to be tied. 
at, at two, and then and baseball's just bottom. You think baseball's bottom? I don't see how it could be more than hockey or basketball. Well, I just like, and this is strictly logistics. Is the fields are all different? So, like dimensions. If you're if you're a home team, you know where to hit for the most part. Like that type of shit. Like hitting the right field in um in New Yankee Stadium is different than hitting it somewhere else. And I think that like those thoroughbred type of um like ball clubs, like a like a Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, because the Dodgers are re- Dodgers and Lakers are really all LA cares about. And mm-hmm. then even like the Phillies in '08, like it can make something a little bit like I, I was just trying to figure it out because I think football's dead. Like these playoffs kind of sucked without the fans. I could definitely say that, but mm-hmm. like even the stadiums that did have them a little bit, I felt like it gave them a little bit of an advantage, you know? I feel like it gave them more juice than anything, but not as much as like a distraction. Like that, that probably sounded like a faint roar to, to the road okay. team. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, you know, or a dull roar, I should say. But like when you're talking about the Saints, like and how they've been playing at the playoffs at home for the past couple of years, and just home games in general with fans, like it's a legitimate advantage. Right. Uh, like even our game against them with Foles, man, in the playoffs, like you could tell like he could not get plays in because it was just simply too fucking loud to like make adjustments or do anything, and that's why it looked like we couldn't move the ball down the field for. The, after that first quarter, like for two and a half quarters, we couldn't do anything. Yep. We couldn't do shit until the final, you know, couple minutes of the game. Um, All right. Yeah. We're on the same page there. Um, yeah. So there's been there's been other coaching hires, obviously. So we could put – I want to put grades on them, see see what you think about the other hires. Yeah. Where, where would you grade ours if you had to? Like, obviously, an unfinished product. What – where do you put it? I put it as C. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'd probably say more along the lines of like a C plus. Okay. Just because I feel like he's, I can't even say he's high risk, high reward because I don't know too much about him. And if we do suck with him for two years, then we'll just fire him. So it's not really like right. risking that much since our ceiling's so low right now. Yep. But I feel like, you know, the, the basic principles are there. He's been around successful organizations somewhat. Um, he was with Frank Reich, who is obviously someone the Eagles continue to respect uh, because of that Super Bowl year. More right. than Doug. More so than Doug. Really? But, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just like a C-plus hire. Like, I'm not going to fail them for it. I'm not going to give them, like, wow, this is a great hire. But it's just, you know, it's a passing grade. Was was there any – was McDaniels the only coach that if they would have hired it, you would have gave him an F? I probably would have gave him a D minus very close to an F. Okay. Got it. Um, I'm not really the professor to give out Fs. Oh, shit. We're going to let that one go. Nah, um, no, nah, the only F grade would be if they decided, oh, yeah, we messed up. Let's bring Doug back because then that just looks weak. That's an F move. And then okay. if they brought back Chip Kelly, that's an F. Clearly. All right. Now, th- this is the one thing that I wish we could have got from this from this coaching hire is if they would have went out and got Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma, you know he's going to want to use Jalen Hurts. I I have no clear direction on what's going to happen with quarterback. Like, is it Wentz's job to lose this season? Uh, 
a competition? What do you think with this guy? Dude, I mean, I honestly just think they brought him here because of the connection to Frank Reich. I'm sure they still maintain contact somehow. Um, Frank gave the endorsement probably to the Eagles. They laid out a plan, and I feel like it's more geared towards kind of fixing him. He's not a dog. I don't get why people keep saying fix. Maybe uh, just work on things is probably a better way to put it. They're making it sound like he's just a dumb kid that's, like, in a hallway or, like, kind of in, like, therapy or something and getting yelled at. Like, (laughs) fix it. Like, right. Chill. Like, just work on your mechanics and kind of get back to basics and then work up from there. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely about keeping him... I don't know about the long term, but if they can fix him in the short term, it will be a long term decision. Okay. Um, so I've been floating this around. If you could, the money doesn't match up perfectly. Just swap for swap, Wentz for Deshaun Watson. Do you take it? Uh, straight up, swap for swap. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to argue against it, okay. but I, I feel like Watson and his injuries like kind of worry me just as much as they do with Wentz. Okay. What about performance? Because like, we, ha- we have to say, like, the injuries 100%. Um, I don't think that Watson's had, like, long injuries, but he's def- he definitely gets a lot of nagging ones, and mm-hmm. he's kind of that guy that's always going to show up on the injury report for some reason. Um, but yeah. career wise, so far, Watson's had a better career, I would say, wouldn't you? I mean, I think he had a better last season because I, I got an argument before the season start, started on Instagram with some dude that was a Texans <laughs> fan about Watson and Wentz. And I was just like, yeah, these fucking, like, Watson, dude, they're going to be like six and 10 this year. Watch. Like, the AFC South so much better. And in large part, they did suck. And then yep. one. Kind of suck this year too. Um, I don't know. Like I'm just not like as sold as everybody else is on the Sean Watson. I feel like he looks really confused a lot of the times, and like he just makes dumb faces sometimes. Oh, this shit. is him, dude. On the on the side. <laughs> that is his face, yo. <laughs> like he's like listening to the calls and shit. Um, now he's very talented, that's for sure. But I think. Uh, if Wentz was playing at his best, I'd take him over Watson, but he's not, so I'd probably have to take Watson. Okay. I was Because you know I'm a Deshaun Watson guy. I have him probably number four quarterback. Yeah, it's just stats don't wow me that much. Oh, no, and it's not, it's not stats for me because his stats, he's very, at least this season, his stats were very Dak Prescott from last season where they were behind, so they were throwing a lot. But just watching yeah. him play, he gives me – he's the closest thing, in my opinion, to challenging Mahomes if he gets the right team around him. So that's why I like him. But I, I don't know. Not, you, not Rodgers. Well, because I think Rodgers and Mahomes are right here. Like, they're, they're one and one A, whereas I think yeah. that I, it's them I and then a lot. He's, a, he's like a step or two below Russell Wilson. You you think Deshaun Watson's worse than Russell Wilson? Like a step below? Yeah, I think Russell Wilson does more oh, for his team to win than yeah, absolutely than Deshaun Watson. Okay, 
I, I disagree, but I, I'm not mad at that. Like, it's not like you said Lamar. Like, I think we have to put the fact that Lamar Jackson's I not would take him over Lamar Jackson wholeheartedly. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, cool. All right, so we did we did Nick Siri whatever. I think his name's Sirianni. Um, yeah, Sirianni. He sounds like he teaches that fucking judge. He looks like he does, especially with the like um, the visor, yo. Like he looks. I'm sick of visor guys, man. Dude, Philly loves him, and I don't. I understand why the visor never caught on. Like I, I thought that after Doug won, people start wearing visors. <laughs> no, um, man, they're too expensive. Now you got to wear them upside down, like Randy Moss at NFL Street too. Yeah, no, people need to rock their their Nike shorts and and Nike slides at, at fucking christenings. Like that shit. Dan, no why'd you when why'd I, you shade Dan? Did he do that? That's he wore that to like, my to my Philly, graduation dude. party. Dude, that's just Philly. Like I don't, I don't get why people do that. They wear like collared shirts and like just straight up Nike shorts and slides <laughs> at their kids' christening. It's like it makes no sense. Uh shit. All right, so Detroit Lions hired Dan Campbell. Um, his background, assistant assistant to the head coach and tight end coach for the New Orleans Saints and then a tight ends coach for the Miami Dolphins. I, yeah. I give that I give that a C-plus just because you can't get worse than Matt Patricia. I give it less than the Eagles, though. I think it would be like a C-minus. Okay. And why? Yeah, he has – what are his accolades? He's a fucking tight end coach? <laughs> well, dude, look at Joe Judge. Well, he's, what, special teams? Yeah, special teams. Special teams, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I suppose. Like you're in charge of a whole branch of, like, an ideology. Like, he just coaches tight. <laughs> yeah, go fucking block and catch the ball. <laughs> that, that's a fact. That's – god damn. And if you think about it, like, tight end coach – not tight end. Special teams coaches have had pretty good success, like, going from their coordinator position to being a, like, head coach. I think there's rare instances, though. Like, so John Harbaugh is probably what you're alluding to. Right. And I can't really. Who else was a special teams coach? Well, I think like, I, I think really, Joe Judge. I think Joe Judge is going to wind up being good. And I think that it's like you you said they have to get like a whole a whole group. I think it's because like the tight end coach only works with the tight ends. Like the special teams are usually like a random ass linebacker, a free safety, a center, like random people. So I think mm-hmm. that they know how to deal with because every position group has a different personality like you're not going to find a diva left tackle besides jason peters you know this dude apparently he's coming back too yeah but not here he says he's not playing in philly so good oh, thank god but i hope we play him twice a year oh uh, shit so you want him to go in the division dude let him go to the giants or the fucking football team uh, chill the football team got um uh they have somebody at left ta- no they got rid of trent williams never mind never mind um so you have it as C minus. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Los Angeles Chargers hire Brandon Staley. He doesn't have to go very far. Um, defensive coordinator for the Rams last year, and then linebackers coach for the Broncos and the Bears. I'm gonna say this is the job that I wanted um, Bienemy to get mm-hmm. if he was gonna get one, because that team, their offense is stacked. Like I'll say, yeah. I think their offense is pretty stacked. And their defense, I think this is a good hire because their defense is, has talent but just isn't as well-versed as you would think. And they get hit yeah. with a lot of injuries. That, too. They got a lot of names. And I think um, 
just kind of having that defensive focus from the head mm-hmm. coach. Uh, it, it's going to make a big it, – it'll be more of like a a stepping up point, I guess, for them than just yeah. hiring an offensive guy and, like, not being aware of your issue. You know, like, if you have, like, any type of cancer or something, like, just not, like, ignoring it but working out isn't going to help. You know, right. like if you just work out and ignore it, that's not going to solve the, you know your problem. Like you need to like really go internal. And I feel like if they had a great defense, it would just set up their offense. It's already pretty stellar. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that um, it's good to have somebody who's already going into an established situation. Like it's kind of similar to if you look at a U like UFC fighters. How if you're super good at wrestling you never have to train that like he knows that his offense at bare minimum as long as everybody's healthy is going to be 15 he mm-hmm. has to get he has to get the defense to match up to there and i like that because the rams have a sneak have had a sneaky good defense um the past couple years so i, yeah. I like that higher i got it at a b i have it at a b yeah I, i'd say about a b that's fine okay um next one is Atlanta Falcons hire Arthur Smith, Jesus Christ, IFCTA, um, offensive coordinator for the Titans. Um, I'll I'll say middle of the pack again. I'll I'll give it a C plus. Yeah, I feel like Rabel just exposed himself as a good coach the yep. end of last year and the beginning of this year. So I mean, they're looking at what he did with Ryan Tannehill, but Matt Ryan and the offense doesn't really need to be reinvented. It's really their defense for Atlanta that, that chokes when they get big leads. Um, right. So it would have been interesting if they made another defensive hire, but I feel like they went away from that just because they, they had Dan Quinn last yep. time. And I feel like, you know, it's just about refreshing and seeing things from a different output. And it's, it's definitely easier to get a good defensive coordinator than a good offensive coordinator. 100%. In my eyes. Because people aren't really hiring defensive coaches these days. Right. Except for like a couple of teams. Right. So, yeah, it's like a it's like a C plus, like minus territory yeah. for me. Arthur Smith. I mean, he did work with Ryan Tannehill, but maybe Tannehill was just as good, and uh, fucking Gase and 100%. whoever else was coach like were just fucking trash bags. Yeah, so. I I I like it about C plus um level. I think that it would have been a lot better of a hire if it was Todd Gurley three years ago, because. The Tennessee Titans became really predictable, in my opinion. Like Ryan Tannehill had a great a great year. Like I think that he was a little bit underrated because of how good Derrick Henry was. Dude, but, they got beasts on offense, man, all right, over. Right. Like if I don't think you could give Todd Gurley the ball if he wants to take that same type of offense that they played in Tennessee into Atlanta, you're not going to be able to. Granted, I think that. Tannehill's good. I think that Matt Ryan can be as good as Tannehill on any given day. And mm-hmm. the wep- the outside weapons that Atlanta has, especially if Julio stays, which he's on the trade block apparently, I think their outside weapons are better in Tennessee, so he might have some success there. Yeah, 100%. But the running backs, man. Yeah, they could you know potentially alleviate that in the draft, but they also got to deal with the fact that Matt Ryan's you know, probably on his way out. In a couple right. of years, I can't see him being one of those guys that stays until he's 43, like Brady. Yep. But uh, 
He takes a lot of hits. Dude, and it's amazing like how good they are drafting wide receivers and developing them. We really need to hire somebody from Atlanta to come in and work yep. with our guys. Because you think about, all right, so Julio, obviously, before him, Roddy White. After him, fucking uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is a beast. Russell Gage, is, he's, he's probably better than any receiver we have on our team right now. Yep. And he's like the third or fourth option. Um, so while you bring that up, because clearly like the ones that stand out, Russell Gage is good. He's better than everybody we have. But they're star wide receivers that they've gotten. Alabama guys. So do you go at, if he's there at six, Devontae Smith? Now it's, it, it's kind of tough because – I feel like this is a big year for quarterbacks. Like, and just with like, I, I keep hearing all these things. Like, Stafford wants to leave. Fucking Stafford's uh, out. Rogers is not, Like, he's already done in Detroit. Like, he he's he's supposed to be out. Like, they're not they're not going to um keep him. Yeah, Lions and Lions and Stafford parting ways. Detroit will begin exploring that, options well, yeah, to move the I, quarterback. Yeah, like he still needs to be traded. Um, yeah, you know, Deshaun New England. Watson, like, he's gone to New England. Stafford? Yeah. I feel like he's more likely to go to, like, the Colts or San Fran. Okay. I, I just have – I have New England because I think that that's a perfect fit. But – um. So, anyway, with Devontae yeah. Smith, I feel like we have an opportunity to trade back a little bit because some teams might move up to mm-hmm. that six spot to try and get – one of these QBs, I don't know, fucking Mac Jones. Like, I guess he's not a top ten pick. Uh, nah. Who are the other, like the Trey Lances, the fucking uh, like Justin Fields might be there still too. Yeah, he could be. And um, um, the dude from the the fucking Mormon college, Zach Wilson from BYU. Yeah. So if we could trade back a couple picks and still get one of them, I'd like that. But I'd also be okay with them taking Parsons. The linebacker okay. from from Penn State at six. Uh, I think that would like all right. So we do need receivers. We need some type of like good perimeter players, like yep. that are just elite, and we're not going to miss on. But I feel like at least over the next ten to twelve years as an organization, like we need the next Fletcher Cox, the next Brandon Graham, and we definitely have a glaring weakness at linebacker. So I'd be okay, and I kind of would like them to take him. You but don't like Alex Singleton? You don't think he's elite? He's not our future, no. No, not at all. But, Everybody mean, loves him. Could you imagine him. if he wasn't our main Yeah, right. like, could you imagine if he wasn't our main linebacker and he was just still out there playing good? Yeah. Um, I think that's something that, that we need desperately to – like, we'll have more long-term success with that. But in the short term, taking a Devontae Smith or I guess him or Jamar Chase, like, I'd be yeah. okay with either of those three guys right now. Okay, is there anybody, because I, I was going through this, I think I talked to Dan about it, and I talked to Joyce about it. Is there anybody that you don't want at that pick? Like, if you can't trade out. I don't trade want out. A, can, a corner. Okay. I don't want a corner that high. I'm, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. All right, I cool. Like very low impact, uh, depending on if your front seven's good. And, and I would feel differently about that with the Sertan pick, honestly. If we didn't, what do we bring Darius Slay in for? If we're going to go out and draft somebody else who should be a number one corner, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so we're on the same page there. But yeah, I'm. If we could move, because Demar Chase or Devonte Smith's going to be there. I think one of them's going to get taken, unfortunately, by um, by Miami, Miami unless they draft that 
big ass fucking tackle from Oregon. So yeah, the the Simone Bowl. But mm-hmm. if we could move back and still get one of those, I just don't want us to be at six and Smith and Chase are there and Parsons and move back out of range where we could get any of them and draft like some fucking yeah. random dude. Yeah, I'm not that big of a guy of like if you like multiple guys moving back, like you need to take the best of that opportunity. Right. Um, and like control your own fate in that way. Because I feel like every time I play Madden and I'm doing a franchise and I try and trade back, I'm like, yeah, I like three guys. And there's like, you know, I'm only moving back four picks. Yeah, they're all never there. Get taken. So I don't really like that. Like you need to be a little bit more aggressive and like really truly believe in one of these guys. And, and be really stern with it. Agreed. Um, now we get into what I think are the the home run um, coaching hires. So the Jets, Robert Sala, obviously defensive coordinator, Sam Fran. He was other places, um, but that's where he made his calling card was in Sam Fran. Um, I give that one an A-. Um, I'll say B+. Plus. I'm not really just going to throw out A's. Um, obviously, oh, shit. yeah, like a lot of good work with San Fran, but you've got a lot of work to do with the Jets. Yep. Again, they have a lot of people on both sides of the ball. I think ultimately their biggest question is probably going to be who's going to play quarterback next year mm-hmm. and what are they going to do to really, like, they kind of have had no identity. So he's definitely going to give them that defensive identity. So I guess we'll have to watch out for that next year. Um, right. I don't know if that's necessarily the right move right now. Just like the Jets, I feel like they have so much shit they need to work on, though. So mm-hmm. I'll say B plus. Um, but odds are, like, he, the team could just be that, you know, so far gone or whatever that he could be out of a job in two years because they're just that, you know, dismantled. Yeah, I think B plus is the correct grade, but I'm like forecasting and wish casting a little bit. I put it A minus just because I like the fact that he had an interview and I was talking to my dad about this. He had an interview with his hometown team that would have been with, which was Detroit, who I think Detroit and the Jets are about the same amount of a dumpster fire right now. Like neither have mm. real direction. Like somehow the Lions have three sustainable running backs and none of them excel at anything other than DeAndre Swift, barely. Yeah. But he took I think the Jets is probably the job that if you do well, you'll be loved. If you don't, you're going to be just another mediocre coach. And I like that he took that tough option where right now he basically has a lot to work with, in my opinion, where if he doesn't like Sam Darnold, he could get his guy right away. Yeah, Whereas with the, having that, right. that second pick's huge right now yep. for your development. Yep. And I like they have they have young talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think they're going to bring in right coordinators to go with them. I think they yeah. already brought some guys in. But I, I just I like the hire. I think they have three firsts this year, too. Yeah, they have, they have a, a good um, a good amount of picks. Um, so I like it. But but speaking of picks, that goes into the, the biggest hire, in my opinion, um, Urban Meyer to the Jags, which you, you go first on this one. What do you give it? I think they'll have short-term success, not long-term. Okay. Um, so short-term success being like maybe an eight and eight season, maybe ten and six, uh, possible. Pl- 
playoff push just just by having a fresh set of eyes kind of like evaluating things and bringing something new to the professional level i think he has that immediate advantage on like scouting players that he's played against and is like just evaluated on like a really scrutinized level uh as far you know like drafting college players and kind of like putting that input in and knowing all the guys that are going to be taking over the league in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So he kind of has that insight, which is like pretty valuable, but I don't know. I just feel like at least recently, how many college coaches have come in and totally been just home runs? I I agree with that. I don't think we've ever seen the college coach come in with his pedigree though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about Urban Meyer other than he coached Tebow and then something happened and then he went to Ohio State and then so, I think he stopped coaching again. Yep. So that that's what and, and I want you I want you to finish. That's my one like how you had your Bill O'Brien take that mm-hmm. he was gonna get fired. This Jaguars team, something's gonna happen where he's gonna leave him in fire again because that's what he does in every situation he's in. The Florida Aaron Hernandez, fucking murderer. Same not same thing in Ohio State, but he helped Ezekiel Elliott cover up with that girl. Then he had um like hid rape allegations against coaches. So like everywhere he goes, there's some sort of baggage with it. But also everywhere mm-hmm. he goes, he seems like gets programs back up to an elite level. But go ahead. Yeah, and I think the Jaguars could be you know playing chess, not checkers right now, and thinking, all right, well we got this guy. He knows the game. He knows college right now on the clock. Let's keep him here for at least two years, bring in some young, talented guys. And then, you know, if he's good, he's good. We'll keep him. If he's bad and he's, like, you know, kind of showing those same colors that he's shown, then we'll just get rid of him and we'll have a bunch of talented young guys that are cheap. Right. So. So what, what do you grade it? Well, he didn't really, they didn't really have to, like, pursue him that much. I feel like he always just wanted to go to Jacksonville. Yep. So I'll just say a B, a solid B right now. Okay. All right. I'm going to bump that up a full letter grade to an A, personally. Oh. Um, because of, like like I said, like, well, no, like you said, he knows the talent. Um, This is kind of the last crop of guys that he would have had an opportunity to recruit and look at because he stopped coaching at Ohio State in 2018, I believe. So either this, this draft class or next will be the last one that he – tried to recruit um Mm -hmm. he's had probably out of all the coaches in the nfl because most nfl teams have scouting departments but this guy was working for fox so he's watching all the college football games that was his life he has yeah i I think they're i think they're going to wind up having a above average draft they have all that they have a ton of picks too so they're going to get a bunch of young talent Mm -hmm. and i i think it's the perfect hire for jacksonville because bringing Urban Meyer back to Florida where he made his, like, his Ohio State National Championship, like, yeah, it was cool, but when you think about him, you think of him calling the jump pass for Tim Tebow and getting, like, the red Gatorade poured on him while John 316 Mm. rubbing off on his face and shit. Like, just the storyline, I like it, and I think that the AFC East right now, for Robert Sala to be become an elite coach, it's, it's a grind. I could yeah. for I could foresee, even though I think Derrick Henry's a beast, you know that running backs are like here and then they could drop off. Like look at DeMarco Murray once he got too many carries. So we could see if Derrick Henry's not killing it like that, the Titans aren't as good. They're still good, they're not as good. 
The Colts, who knows without Phil Rivers who they're going to bring in. So the AFC South is for the taking, in my opinion. I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be in Houston. And Mm -hmm. if they do that trade where it's Deshaun for Tua straight up, which I don't think they would do, I don't think that trade is going to happen. Like, I don't like to, from what I saw this year, I don't like Tua enough to say that Houston is going to be a powerhouse. So I think it's ripe for the picking for them, and especially bringing in Trevor Lawrence to be the quarterback. And I think they have talent. Like, James Robinson is not bad. Um, Keelan Cole's pretty good. Like, they have a, a nice little set of, they somehow have Tyler Eifert. They have a nice little talent. They just got to get the defense back. Because they had a fucking bomb defense the year they went to the AFC Championship. Like, mm-hmm. it's just all set up where Lots of if, he fucks, if he fucks it up, it's going to be really surprising to me. Yeah, there's just that difference, man. I think it depends on the individual. You're talking about, all right, so one of the last guys to be hired by a team in Florida that was a successful college coach was Nick Saban. And he just made some left tackle cry in the pros, and then he was like out of pro football in a year. So it depends on like how like is is he willing to deal with that? I think Nick Saban like kind of the authority he had over these young guys, whereas you know pro players they kind of come with a bit of an ego and some chips. Like they don't really want to learn as much. You know they're pros. Like they're like what are you telling me for? So. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on how he reacts to it and if he's ready for that. I mean, I don't know too much about Urban Meyer other than where he's coached. Right. But it just, I feel like some guys are built to bridge that gap and some guys aren't, and they just know their, their limits. Like, it's probably with Lincoln Riley, he's probably just content being a god in Oklahoma. Yep. I would be too. And the only, the only caveat, because obviously it's – Nick Saban and Urban Meyer is the best college coaches of our of our lifetime, essentially. And then Nick Saban's the GOAT, people say. The only caveat that yeah. I have with that is people saying, like, he didn't translate, is that with Nick Saban, you can point to one moment where it was like he lost, kind of lost the locker room and was, I don't want to say, like, ostracized, but them not getting Drew Brees and keeping Dante Culpepper over a shoulder injury, and then Drew Brees goes on to eventually win a Super Bowl Hall of Famer. Like, right mm-hmm. now, or this is probably the best-case scenario. Like, even if, say, we hire Urban Meyer that, that year with Wentz and Goff, like, it was... You had your guy if you wanted Wentz or Goff. Right now, if Trevor Lawrence... If you need a quarterback and Trevor Lawrence isn't the first pick, you're kind of like... People are going to think you're stupid. Like, this is the guy, like, Andrew Luck, if you had picked anybody else but him. I think the fact that he has that, and even if Trevor Lawrence winds up being a bust, it's going to be like, well, everybody grade him out is a number one. I think that's the one thing that he has going for him that he's – and I think he'll use it because he doesn't seem to have that character to me where he'll take stuff on the chin. Like, I think he'll use it as an excuse if Trevor's bad, which, is, which could be a bad thing too. But that's the only thing that mm-hmm. I think is a little bit different than Nick Saban. Yeah. Um, well, it's all going to play out whether we like it or not, um, and whether we're right or not. So I'm really looking forward to this off season. So am I like, there's going to be so many different QB. Like I thought last season was pretty crazy with it with rivers changing and, Mm -hmm. um, Brady. Yeah. Brady. There were like, I feel like five, like Petty Bridgewater going to Carolina, uh, James going to, I was going to say that, like, like, even little stuff like that, dude. But there's going to be bigger names this year. 
Yeah, Cam right. Newton. Like there was a big carousel, but this is just like you think about it. Drew Brees might retire. Sam Fran doesn't really want Jimmy G anymore. He's right. probably going to go back to New England. Um, Detroit Stafford's out. Houston, Deshaun Watson wants to be out. Pittsburgh. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is thought to be out. Pittsburgh, fucking Chicago. Ben, he's aging out. Chicago, they're totally up in the air. Right. Um, Miami's not completely sold on two, I guess. Denver. Denver. Oakland's still they, like. They're linked to, um, to Matt Stafford, too. Denver. Really? Denver? Yep. Wow. Um, but yeah, I've never seen so much fluidity in in quarterback. New England, we didn't even get to them. Like they're not going to bring Cam back. Yeah, he's not going to be back, and Stidham's not going to be the starter. Like, right. they're probably they're going to go after somebody. Uh, I, I feel like they'll get Jimmy G again. That's yeah. just me. Um, not mad at that, dude. dude when has there ever been at least you can look at at least thirteen quarterback jobs in the NFL and say I don't know who's going to be on that team or starting, which is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a fire sale, dude. Yeah, not even just that, but Brady, dude. If Brady wins and decides he wants to retire, right? Like that, that's another. Like they're not going to start Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Um, and then who are they going to get with the thirty second pick? Washington's another team. They made the playoffs. I mean, they got Alex Smith, but he's not a long term option either. Well, apparently Taylor Heineke's the next dude up. Get the fuck out of here with that, dude. Yeah, Dallas even they might not be able to keep Dak Prescott. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be um, fun, man. It's gonna it's yeah, gonna be I'm real fun. Looking forward to it. What, what's your score for the Super Bowl? Obviously, you think you think Kansas City's gonna get it done, right? I think they're gonna get it done, but I can't pick it against Brady again. So my money is on Kansas City, but I'm gonna say Tampa Bay, uh, thirty-one twenty-seven. Thirty-one twenty-seven. All right, so that puts. I was about to say, so you have Brady finally winning the Super Bowl by more than three points. I guess so. Yeah. Well, I think I think he won. He won the the one against the Falcons, but it was in overtime. I yeah. I have ta- I have Tampa winning. Um, even though I picked Ooh. Kansas City, but I, I have Tampa winning. Just I, I want that storyline, and then that just continues your narrative that the NFL loves the storyline. Dude, always. There will always be a juicy storyline for them. It will never be a weak one. The weakest Super Bowl this year would have been Jacksonville versus Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Maybe. Detroit Detroit yeah. might have the worst. Like, everybody makes fun of their Cowboys, and yeah, I hate them. And they, want, they did win five Super Bowls, but Detroit might have the worst playoff resume of all time. One win in 63 years. Like that's horseshit. I mean, it's up there with the Bengals, but the Bengals went to a Super Bowl, right? And they were successful with Marvin Lewis. But think about just the Lions in general. Like, what do you have to look forward to? Ever? They were the first zero and sixteen team, I believe. Yep. Um, there's going to be an zero and seventeen team next year. I have no idea who it's going to be. I know they're moving the seventeen games. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, ah, dude, just like the rich get richer and right. The Lions State Alliance. Yeah, it's a shame, but you, somebody's got to do it. Are you upset at all that there's no Pro Bowl? I wouldn't have known if there was, regardless. If you just, yeah. if you told me or not, like I would have just right, like oh, that's cool, right? It, it's cool for them to get honors, I guess, but I feel like just sticking to All Pro, like getting first, maybe add a third team All Pro, 
Yep. Instead of a Pro Bowl, because nobody, I don't watch that shit. That's so pointless. Yeah. They, if they did a skills challenge, though, I'd yeah, the right. skills challenge used to be lit. But you got any plans for Super yeah. Bowl Sunday? I know it's far out, but not right now, dude. I'm just dealing with fucking house training this dog, so my whole life oh, has shit. been consumed by that, and I'll probably just you know drink a rum and coke and just just watch it. Classy. At home. Yeah. Say less. How about you? I know you got, you know, yeah, dude. a couple months. So, yeah. Uh, we have an appointment after this. We have an appointment after we're done this. But um, just going to my parents for it, probably. Um, I mean, yeah. who knows if there's some kind of fucking protest or something. My dad will probably get called in. But other than that, just going there, laying low. I gave up drinking for a new year, so. For the whole year? Um, Just until she gives birth. I wanted to. I wanted to see if I could do it the whole nine months. Oh, you're gonna get trashed then. Whenever she gets trashed, uh, dude, not even probably, trying. probably. It's good, dude. It really clears your mind. Like after a while, like if you're if you're motive. Well, you're you never had a problem like with it being your motive to go out, right? But, but yeah, it should be yeah, good. Dude. You'll save money for sure. That's a fact, and we got. We'll do another one of these after the Super Bowl, so we can see if Mahomes got another one or if um Brady has another one. Yeah, maybe something will happen with Wentz. Nah, chill, chill. Keep Wentz. Well, we'll get more, you know, guidelines. I want him to keep him too, but maybe right. we'll get some clarity. No that. Yep. Facts. All right, dog. Appreciate All right. it. Be easy. Right. Yeah. See you.